This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a group of DOJ workers want to know the agency has their back despite the administration's stance in court. Another federal employee union complaint regarding how an agency treats its whistleblowers. And agencies have a new method for determining how good their performance appraisal programs are. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Employees at the Justice Department who are also members of the LGBT community want reassurance from Attorney General William Barr that they won't face discrimination at the workplace. DOJ Pride, an organization of LGBT workers at the department, sent a letter to Barr expressing distress over DOJ arguing against such protections in a recent Supreme Court case. Another agency becomes the target of a union broadside. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. It's U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. The American Federation of Government Employees expresses concern over what it says is suppression of whistleblower rights. A letter goes to Acting Homeland Security Deputy Secretary Ken Cuccinelli and Acting USCIS Director Mark Cummins. Last week, Cummins warned employees they could face termination if they leak non-public information. AFGE Council 119 calls it an effort to silence employees. The union is joined in the complaint by the Government Accountability Project. I'm Tom Temin. A new tool to help agencies measure the success of their performance appraisal programs, the Office of Personnel Management revised its performance appraisal assessment tool to help agencies evaluate their informal and formal performance feedback mechanisms, whistleblower protections, and other tools for supervisors. The tool is a voluntary self-assessment. OPM has chosen 402 finalists for this year's Presidential Management Fellows Program. Fellows will interview with agencies throughout the year to find placements. Fellowships last for two years and include leadership development training and rotational experiences. Nearly 4,900 people applied this year. The goal is to eventually place fellows with a permanent career position at an agency. The Defense Department's top scientist is asking the Defense Science Board to study microelectronics, critical infrastructure, and the industrial base. Michael Griffin, Undersecretary for Research and Engineering, asked that three task forces are formed to study the topics. The teams will look at how to find a trustworthy supply of microelectronics to the military and how to broaden and strengthen the defense industrial base. The third task force will look at vulnerabilities caused by the military relying on civilian power plants and water supplies. Charles Williams is nominated as the next Navy Assistant Secretary for Installations, Energy, and Environment. Williams served 32 years in the Navy before retiring in 2005 as a rear admiral. He currently serves as the president of Commercial Realty in St. Louis. Williams will inherit significant privatized housing issues that plague all of the military services. Service members reported instances of lead paint, mold, and mice in the homes managed by military contractors. The Navy has a new 20-year plan to fix some of the most critical shortcomings at its aging ship repair facilities, but a new audit says it may be lowballing the cost. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. 
The Navy estimates the shipyard infrastructure optimization plan will cost $21 billion, but a new review by the Government Accountability Office says that estimate might not be reliable. GAO says the Navy didn't document the assumptions it made to arrive at that figure, didn't account for inflation over the next 20 years, and still hasn't settled on new roles and responsibilities for managing the shipyards. GAO says the Navy runs the risk of not asking Congress for enough money to successfully execute the massive project. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Pentagon may want to find out who actually owns the companies it works with. The Government Accountability Office is recommending the Defense Department include contractor ownership in its department-wide fraud risk assessments. GAO says there are certain risks attached to opaque ownership, such as ineligible contractors receiving contracts and foreign firms receiving sensitive information through U.S.-based companies. And the Commerce Department has considered limiting the scope of a ban on certain telecommunications vendors. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The agency, in a proposed rule, would take a case-by-case approach to banning telecoms vendors owned or controlled by a foreign adversary. The proposed rule stems from an executive order President Donald Trump signed in May aimed at Chinese companies like Huawei and ZTE. The agency said Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross will make these case-by-case determinations based on assessments from the Department of Homeland Security and the Director of National Intelligence. The proposed rule is open for public comment for the next 30 days. I'm Jory Heckman. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 